Hi, I'm Chantelle. And I'm Matthew. And we're founders of Fifth Place, where our mission is to make the world a better place by enabling the how. Welcome, Welcome to our, our Emotions Matter, Matter Really podcast. podcast. In this podcast, we explore everything about emotions, feelings, and what it is to become and remain emotionally fit. We interrogate the taboo around expressing and talking about emotions and feelings. We talk about all those things we want less of, like stress, anxiety, and burnout, and the things we want more of, like sleep, calm, and self-care. We explore tools, tips and techniques for managing your emotions. We examine what it means to be emotionally fit and why this equals a better quality of life. Hello, hello! We are back again with a new season full of fun and interesting topics, as well as some interesting people. Like me <laughs> and Chantel. Just kidding. Yes, hello again. It's so good to be back after a little bit of a break. We had a good break, uh, took some time away, visited some interesting places, but are back and raring to go with this beautiful episode to start the season. And it's all about forgiveness. Yes, on Thursday, the 7th of July, it's Global Forgiveness Day. So for this episode, we are focusing on forgiveness. I can't really imagine that there are many of us out there that don't have someone in our lives that we could forgive, even if that someone is ourselves. You know, forgiveness changes the course of history. Look at South Africa. In this country, forgiveness prevented civil war. Those who were most impacted by the awfulness, awfulness of apartheid, were able to forgive so that all of us and our children could have a better life. I mean, that, I think, is remarkable. Yes, absolutely. And having lived through the end days of apartheid with all the violence and the bombing, bombings, as it were, I uh, look back uh, with some sense of pride at what we as a nation collectively managed to do. And really, I think it comes down to that concept of forgiveness and here in particular, the Truth and Reconciliation Commission. I think that when we talk about forgiveness, if we bring it back a bit closer to home, to ourselves, that we can be hurt by so many things. Betrayal of a partner or parent, a friend or colleague, or worse, we can be the victim of a crime or mm -hmm. of abuse, bullying or trauma. And as you said, we've probably all been hurt at some time in our lives. And yes, it can be devastating. Mm. If I look back on my life, the biggest hurts I endured were the ones from those closest to me, funnily enough, my friends, but mostly my family members. As an example, I was abandoned by my mother at an early age. And then in an effort to give me the best possible opportunity of a surrogate mom, my dad inadvertently abandoned me to live with his aunt and uh, the theme of abandonment really has played a central role in my life because the knock-on effect of it has echoed all the way across the different years and decades and as you know Chantal I've spent a large part of my life healing and growing from this particular theme. 
Hmm, it's interesting. If I think of my hurts, many of them have also been inflicted by family members. But I think sometimes unwittingly, I truly believe that the individuals that were involved have no real idea what their impact was. Yes, I agree. That's what I meant by my dad inadvertently abandoning me in his ignorance to do the best thing. There was a consequence of which he was unaware. Yes, I mean, and that's really something to think about, that sometimes those people we have to forgive don't even know that they need to be forgiven, really. It brings it back to that that thing that it's, it's, it's always about me. It's always about me. And, you know, for me, I was the one that was impacted, really. I was the one that knew that there was still something sitting around because it still sat and maybe it still sits with me, the resentment and the anger and the bitterness. And it's not them that are suffering, it's me. You know, if I think about it, it's not really something that, that I spend a lot of time thinking about. It doesn't take out a, up a lot of mind space. But you know, if, if I have to be honest, if there is a twinge, if there's still a little hook, then there must still be something that I'm not letting go of that is hanging around. And then, of course, I have a whole lot to forgive myself for. Deep hurts and betrayals that I have inflicted on others. I have atoned and apologized, but the ongoing work to forgive myself, that is something else. And it really is a process, a long one for me. As you say, though, or as you say that, you know, what comes to mind is that the hurt can be all-consuming and it can result in being persistently resentful, persistently bitter, persistently morose. And hurt that you can't let go of can do deep emotional damage, impair relationships, and as we've seen, lead to physical illness. Mm. And it's like a double whammy, especially when you think about forgiveness in the context of abuse or trauma. You know, you have it once and then you have to have this ongoing bitterness and so on that sort of lingers and continues to drip feed a poison, if you like. Mm. And mm. I think it's what we're going to get into in the podcast in a few moments is why it is key to be able to forgive. Yes, yes. And I think just depending on the enormity of the deed, we may eventually be able to get over that hurt, but it's the forgiveness that's not as easy. But we do know that it's good for you because studies have found that the act of forgiveness can reap huge rewards for your health, lowering the risk of heart attack, improving cholesterol levels and sleep, and reducing pain, blood pressure, and the levels of anxiety, depression, and stress. Now, coming into this particular episode, I think the reason that forgiveness can be a bit difficult to wrap your head around is in part because it's misunderstood. I think a lot of people think that forgiving someone means you forget what happened, or the pain that was caused is no big deal, or you can automatically carry on with your previous relationship. And it's actually none of these. Forgiveness is a very personal choice, and in some instances, the time may not be right or appropriate to engage in that act of forgiveness. Mm. And it's not just about saying the words either. That would be far too easy and insincere. 
Now, forgiveness, the way that we look at it, is an active process. It's a conscious, personal decision that you have to take to let go of the difficult negative emotions, regardless of whether the other person deserves it or not. As you let go of your anger, hostility and resentment, then things like empathy, compassion, and wait for this one, affection can surface in the place of those other negative or difficult emotions. Mm. You know, there's a leader in the scientific study of forgiveness. He is a psychologist and a professor of educational psychology, and his name is Robert Enright. He's been studying forgiveness and its effects since 1985. He's published a great deal on the topic and has a book called Eight Keys to Forgiveness, Eight Keys to Mental Health, where he outlines the basic steps involved to the path of forgiveness. And these are, number one, know what forgiveness is and why it matters. Two, become forgivingly fit. Three, address your inner pain. Four, Develop a forgiving mind through empathy. Five, find meaning in your suffering. Six, when forgiveness in heart is hard, call upon other strengths. Seven, forgive yourself. And eight, develop a forgiving heart. We thought we'd spend the bulk of this particular episode going into each of these keys and then also exploring how they resonate and are aligned with our approach to building emotional fitness here at Fifth Place. And if we start at the obvious place, which mm -hmm. is the first one, know what forgiveness is and why it matters. Now, many people wonder why forgiveness is necessary. They may think that it only helps the person being forgiven. And while this is true, there is also a benefit for the person who is doing the forgiving because forgiveness is not done lightly. You know, it's not about pride nor ego. Forgiveness is about goodness and mercy. And it's definitely not about finding excuses for what happened or pretending that it didn't happen. Forgiveness matters because it allows us to relinquish the stories we have made up about ourselves around the event things like i'm not worthy or i've lost or i should have done something different or something to avoid it and as a result the forgiveness helps increase our self-esteem and it also gives us a sense of inner strength and safety and that matters yes it really does the second key he talks about is become forgivingly fit. And this key is so in alignment with our work here. Robert Enright talks about changing our inner world by incorporating regular forgiveness workouts in our everyday life. What does that make you think of? Yes, emotional fitness classes. <laughs> yes. We also talk about embarking on a regular practice to build emotional fitness by doing those classes. He says to become forgivingly fit, you can do things such as making a commitment to do no harm by not talking badly about others and showing love in small ways, such as smiling at a harried teller or stopping to listen carefully to a child. 
It's the same as taking the step in front of you, which is a fifth place principle. One way that our work supports this particular process is in this guided meditation that we have called Seeding Equality. This can be done on its own, but it also forms part of the emotional fitness class. And this particular meditation or process in the meditation asks you to consider a quality of being that the world needs more of. And when you've chosen this quality, and sometimes it chooses you, for example, compassion or tolerance, love, kindness, and so on, then what the process asks you to do is to imagine being this quality, connecting with yourself, connecting with others, first of all, those that are close to you, so that one should be pretty easy. But then here comes the challenge, connecting with those that are vastly different from you. So while you imagine being the quality, you connect with someone that may be different culturally, their religion, race, and so on, that is vastly different. Because, remember, this quality is unconditional. It's for everyone. Yes, and it is a beautiful, beautiful practice. I really encourage you, if you have not tried it, to go and uh, download an emotional fitness class and try the seeding equality. The third key is address your inner pain. And here it's about the many forms of emotional pain that can be caused by betrayal or being hurt in some way. And we talk about being hurt, but this can also show up in different ways. It can show up or result in things like anxiety, depression, unhealthy anger, lack of trust, self-loathing, low self-esteem, an overall negative worldview, and a lack of confidence in one's ability to change. It goes without saying then, actually, that being able to forgive these harms will significantly improve your life. So it's important to identify and acknowledge the kind of pain you are suffering from. The more hurt you have incurred, the more important it is actually to forgive, at least for the purpose of experiencing emotional healing. And we can't talk about emotional healing without just making a side note reference to Shape of Emotion and the process we use to let go of difficult, stuck, negative emotions and using Shape of Emotion to release and let go of these painful emotions makes the whole process that much easier and then the relief and the subsequent opportunity or space to forgive really does open up. And we're not just saying that, we have seen this countless times. So if we go to the next key, key number four, develop a forgiving mind through empathy. And studies have shown that forgiveness is linked to empathy. To find empathy for the other person who has harmed or hurt you requires taking the time to look at them from a different perspective. Taking time to imagine what might have caused them to be like this. The reason why they hurt you could be as a result of being hurt themselves. And this is not to say that they are relinquished of responsibility, but having a bit more understanding helps develop empathy, which then can lead to being able to forgive that much easier. And if you really want an amazing example of this in action, and again, it's something obviously that we can talk to because we've lived through it, but go off and look at the story or look up the story of Amy Beale who in the last throes of apartheid was brutally murdered while she was here in South Africa. 
and instead of retribution, her family set up a trust and a youth development program. It really is an incredible story and one that we both highly recommend. It really does talk to the power of forgiveness. Of course, forgiveness is not always easy. And I'm not saying it was easy for the Beals either. It can be very, very difficult. If we remember that really horrific case here in South Africa, Matthew, where a baby mm. was raped and that those horrific, appalling injuries that that baby incurred. And as an, as an observer, as a mother, I could feel the horror of what had happened. And then I could take a step back and wonder how damaged that man must have been to do something so awful. But you know, it wasn't my baby. I think if it was my baby or anybody who was close to me, it would have been much, much more difficult to feel any empathy for that person. Indeed. And, uh, you know, like anything, I think forgiveness comes down to practice. And perhaps as you, well, not perhaps, if you start with the small stuff mm. and you build capacity, then the bigger stuff can get easier. So key number five is to find meaning in your suffering. And finding meaning in suffering is important because without it, you can lose a sense of purpose. A person can lose a sense of purpose which then can lead to hopelessness and a despairing conclusion that life has no meaning at all. The step here is to see how the suffering has changed you for the good. Perhaps it made you stronger or more resilient, possibly more courageous. Maybe it has surfaced a realization as to what's really important in life, in your life. And again, from our work perspective, when we do therapeutic healing work, we often focus, once the healing has taken place, on finding the gift that that particular trauma or event or whatever it is that happened gave us, gave the person involved. Because it's not just about the bad stuff. Mm. There is good that can come out of it. Mm. It's that principle we have where we say, heal the whole to make me whole. So it could say, heal the hurt to make me whole. And moving on to number six, when forgiveness is hard, call upon other strengths. And so Robert uh, acknowledges that forgiveness is difficult, which we've already been speaking about. And he says that if we are struggling to forgive, it doesn't mean that we are a failure at forgiveness. Forgiveness is a process that takes time, patience, and determination. And so be gentle on yourself and foster a sense of quiet within. First, develop an inner acceptance of yourself. Our principle at fifth place says, accept what is. And be gentle with yourself and try to respond to yourself as you would to someone whom you love deeply. Key number seven, and it's quite a biggie, forgive yourself. Mm. This is a big one for us. Our principle, it starts with me, says it all. When we find it hard to forgive the other, the mm. place to start is with ourselves. To find what it is that we are angry about or upset and resentful about, who we are and what we did to so-called deserve this betrayal or this hurt or this trauma. Because really forgiving ourselves is the first step being able to forgive someone else. 
Mm, that is so true. That is so true. I don't know if we can really, truly forgive others if we aren't able to forgive ourselves first. And it is, it's a, it's a long process and it's a difficult, difficult path to, to walk. The final key says develop a forgiving heart. And when we overcome suffering, we gain a more mature understanding of what it means to be humble, courageous, and loving in the world. And then we can model this for others to support them on their journey to forgiveness too. And this is really important because it can go a long way to protect our communities from the cycle of hatred and violence, which are all too prevalent in the world today. What comes up as well, it's useful to have zero expectations that when you actually engage in a process of forgiveness, that your apology or move to forgive won't necessarily be reciprocated. Yeah, so you do what you do because you want to, not because you want something back from the other person. Well, otherwise it's just platitudes and empty. We hear about the sincerity and doing the deep and meaningful work. Because know that being able to let go can improve other relationships. Because the grudges and resentments can overflow into our other relationships and can show up in us having a short temper, finding it difficult to trust, and as a result then being overly suspicious. And if you're overly suspicious, it's very difficult to build new, open, connecting, vulnerable relationships again. Mm -hmm. And remembering that as human beings, we are social beings and we need to be able to build relationships all the time. Mm. Yes, that's so true. But you do need to be ready to forgive. You know, it's best, I believe, to have worked through the event or issue, processed the feelings and reached a place where you are mentally and emotionally ready. Yes, and just again a reminder of how effective shape of emotion is at that processing feelings bit. Mm, yes, that's true. Um, absolutely. Forgiveness is very multifaceted. And I think everyone approaches it from their own, their own sort of, they all have their own approach and they do it in their own time and pace. And there really can't be any judgment. Can't judge yourself if you're not ready to forgive. And you can't really judge others if they're not ready to forgive and move on. We only have control over ourselves and we cannot make anyone else move quicker or work through their stuff sooner. That one's quite a biggie, especially if you have children. I'm just talking from personal experience, I found it quite a big one because it can be difficult to witness a loved one in this instance, as I was saying, a child or a friend who is still wound up over something that wounded them in the past. You can see how it's hurting them to keep holding on to the hurt. And so any thoughts here, Chantal, on what you can do in a situation or instance like this? Yes, it is difficult to watch somebody else um, holding on to a, to a hurt. And I think when it gets to that place where you can see it's doing them more harm uh, than good, the best thing is to very gently, with love and permission, ask to share how you are experiencing and witnessing what is happening and how their behavior is affecting them, your relationship, and possibly their other relationships too. And again, with no expectation and no judgment, because it could, it might not be received very well. So to give it with love and concern. Mm -hmm. And that also ties into the principle here that we have called offer, don't give. I think also that you will know 
when it is time to forgive and let go, you will feel that it's no longer serving you to hold on. It doesn't matter what was done to you. It's how it affects the quality of your life to hold on to the hurt and anger. Again, just bringing it back to our experiences here in South Africa. If Nelson Mandela had not had the capacity to forgive, where would we be now? Mm. Mm. He also got this whole forgiveness thing too and why it's so important. And there's a quote that's widely attributed to him. Can't say for certain if he actually did say it, but the sentiment is spot on. And he said, as I walked out the door toward the gate that would lead to my freedom, I knew if I didn't leave my bitterness and hatred behind, I would still be in prison. Wow, that's very wise, but he was a very wise man. I think he had this amazing capacity to look at the bigger picture and the bigger picture of which he was a part. And then saying, you know, if we're going to all get there together and we are all in this, then what do I need to do? And so true to form, we've come to the end of the podcast and we end off with a poem. And uh, I'm very curious to hear, Chantel, what poem you've chosen along the theme of forgiveness. So please take it away. Mm. Yes. Well, the poem that I've chosen is one that I wrote. In this poem, I ask for forgiveness. But really at the heart of the poem is the real call, which is truly for me to forgive myself. And it's called Forgive Me God. Forgive me, God, for not allowing a tear to spill when all around me bodies lay weeping for another loss. Forgive me, God, for not being soft, for fighting hard but too quietly. Forgive me for catching the falling leaves of failure, pasting them in a book painting over a new colour, growing a garden with no roots. Forgive me for spitting at an ordinary life, for wings that could not fold or fly, held down by well-meaning ropes of safe spaces. Forgive me, God, for walking a path that scratched the insides of people I love. May they forgive me too. So, the question really is, and you don't need to answer it, Chantel, how is your process of forgiveness going? The one that inspired you to write that really beautiful poem. And so, I just want to say thank you very much for listening. And especially thanks to Chantel for kicking off our first episode as you know, we are this giant team of two. And well, if you don't know, we are. We do all of the production, the writing, the recording, the editing, etc. between us. And Chantelle is the one that puts the beautiful script together. And so I really want to say a big thank you. It's an absolute pleasure, Matthew. And as you know, Matthew is the editor, the editor and the worker of the tech. So without him, we'd have nothing. And with that, it is time to say farewell. It really has been so good to be back. So from me, Chantal, remember, be kind and be gentle with yourself. And until next time, bye for now.
And from me, Matthew, be forgiving of yourself first. See you soon and bye for now. If you enjoyed this podcast and haven't done so already, please subscribe or follow us. You can also find out more about what we do by visiting our website, fifth.place. Yes, that's all it is, 5th.place. For more ways to build your forgiveness fitness, for more ways to work through your emotions so that you can get to that place of forgiveness and all the while building your emotional fitness, we invite you to try out our mini audio course called How to Master Your Emotions. Yes, and you can build your emotional fitness by doing an online emotional fitness class. Purchase your recording at a very nominal price that you can come back to as often as you want for 30 days. Find the link in the description for this episode. And if you found this podcast to be of value and would like to match this value, then consider making a donation to us here at Fifth Place. Not only will this enable us to provide you with more valuable content, it also enables us to take our work into those spaces that can't afford it.